All right, welcome to another episode of What Does It Take? Today we have Ashley Manduhano on the episode. Ashley, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm excited to, to get another episode going here. Um, so why don't we start out, get right into it. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and um, what, you, what you love doing here at Wheeling High School? Well, I'm currently a sophomore. Um, I'm on the varsity cheer team. This is my second year on the team. I tumble and fly, and I'm not on, I'm not on any other teams or clubs, but I really enjoy doing cheerleading. Awesome. So let's, let's jump right into it because I, I know a, a little bit, but not a ton about cheerleading. When you said you, you tumble and you fly. Uh, I sort of know what tumble yes. means, and I, I think I know what fly means, but why don't you explain to me uh, uh, what those things are and, and how you train for them? Okay, so tumbling is basically all the flips in it. So, like, there's a back handspring, there's a round off, a back flip. Um, and, well, I took tumbling classes um, when I was younger, but then I stopped for a few years, and then I got back into it. Uh, when I started trying out for the wheeling cheer team, which was like the end of eighth grade. So I am trained for that. And I'm going to go back into tumbling classes um, next month, actually. And um, flying is um, a position in stunting. And stunting is where um, they basically put you in the air. And I am a very short person. So I am the one that goes into the air and I pull different positions like um, a heel stretch, which is when I put like my leg up or my leg behind me, or I hold my leg up. And then, yeah, that's basically what uh, tumbling and flying is. So basically you're, you're one of the girls that does all the flips on the floor. If you're watching a cheerleading performance, you're kind of flipping and rolling on the floor. And then you're one of the girls that gets kind of shoved up in the air and then thrown and, and uh, yeah. do all the sorts of stuff there. Wow. That's yeah. Uh, that's pretty intense. So um, when did you get into cheerleading and what made you kind of decide, hey, this is something that I think would be fun or something that I would enjoy? Well, since I was younger, I really enjoyed doing gymnastics, but only the flips part. Um, and then during middle school, I joined, they um, actually in my middle school, there was a cheerleading team and a palms team. The palms team is basically the dance team. And I chose the palms team. Um, I didn't do cheer in middle school. Um, and I really liked the dancing portion. And then in high school, well, it was still eighth grade. I heard about cheerleading. Um, and it was like dancing and tumbling combined. And I, that really like called my attention. And so I like DM'd the coach on Instagram on the Wheeling High School cheerleading Instagram. And so I tried out, which was like, in April or May of 2019, which is, I was still an eighth grader and I showed up to the tryouts. I tried out and then I made the team during my eighth grade year and practiced for it all of summer going into freshman year. Wow. That's, that's awesome. So you kind of were into palms and then transitioned into cheer. So it sounds like maybe the, the, you said your middle school also had cheerleading. Was their cheerleading team somehow different from the one that we have here at Wheeling? Yeah, it was since it was middle school. 
Um, it was a lot more simple things. And I don't know, it didn't really like grab my attention and it didn't flip or anything. It was just like simple things. So I was really more interested in palms because we did a lot more um, things and I was captain uh, both of my years on palms. So I got to create the routine, which was really fun for me. Wow. That's awesome. It sounds like you're really motivated and you really want to be engaged and moving around and doing a lot. Um, yeah, definitely. Nice. That's really cool. Um, is there anything that made you think like beyond like just being like, oh, I like tumbling. Like what, what made you think that maybe tumbling would be something that you would enjoy just from, from the onset? Well, I'm a quick learner and I always watch like cheerleading videos, like all-star cheerleading. And that just seems really cool to me. And like being able to do that, like is amazing. So that's basically why I like to tumble. And it's just like something new every day in that department. And yeah, it just looks really cool when you do it. And it feels like it's a one of a kind of experience. Interesting. So, so talk about the, the one of a kind of experience. What, what do you mean by that? Um, when you're running to do like your, we call it a pass. It's like you're running and you're just going to go into it and you can either fail or succeed. You just have to be confident in yourself. I fail a lot of the time, but that's how you learn. You learn from your mistakes. So I just kind of grow onto what I'm doing. But it's just a really cool feeling when you go back and fly because you're like in the air, not knowing what's going to happen, hopefully succeeding in what you're doing. Awesome. So that's uh, it sounds like you, you, you enjoy the pressure of competing or uh, of kind of being in the moment, having the eyes on you and, and having to make sure that you're doing your part for the routine so that yeah. the team looks good. That's that's awesome. Um, you're saying a lot of really good stuff. Um, I'd like to ask you kind of switch, switch modes here a little bit and ask you, what is, what, what's your biggest pet peeve about, uh, cheerleading? Um, my biggest pet peeve would probably be, um, repetition because whenever, and timing, because whenever you have like a skill you need to do like during a competition routine you need to keep doing it over and over and over to master it and I understand that because it helps like one as an athlete to have that down permanently but it's just like I'm doing it I'm doing it I'm doing it over and over and over and it gets kind of like boring at the moment but it's good at the same time because then I have it mastered yeah, for sure. That's kind of like something I think in all sports, right? that repetition. And um, as a wrestler, um, I, I listened to a lot of different wrestlers talk, a lot of elite guys that were the best in the country and stuff. And they, a lot of them either never got bored of that repetition. They were just like, ah, I just loved it. Or they kind of found ways to make it fun or do it differently so that <laughs> they would build their skills um, in different ways. Do you ever find yourself trying to do something like that, like change up the way you do the repetition so that it doesn't become so monotonous? 
Um, not really, because once we do something, it has to be the same way. So it could be like perfect during the routine, because if we change something and we're like doing it at the same time as another person, then it won't really work. And when we do repetition things, it's usually with other people. So it wouldn't really make sense if we did change something up. So it's, you're kind of fixated around the whole group when you're learning, like, like you're kind of locked into, well, if I change yeah. what I'm doing it, then it's going to screw up this other person. Yeah, definitely. That's a big factor. Wow. Um, yeah, that's, that's tough to kind of mentally get over that hump of like understanding that some days are going to be boring because you have to do the same thing over and over again. Um, yeah. So as you could probably tell, Ashley, I don't have a ton of cheerleading knowledge. Um, but I did watch the, the, I think it's called cheer on Netflix. Oh yeah. Um, so my wife was into it and, and I got hooked into that show and it was really fascinating. Um, and I'm not sure how high of a level we go to, but they were kind of working on this pyramid all year and, mm -hmm. and do all this stuff. And it's really dramatic. And it was really interesting to see how, um, how tough it was, how much they talked about the technical aspects of it and, and, and the technique and, and how you need to do things in, in, in a certain way. Um, could you give me some thoughts on, on, on cheerleading technique and why it's so important and maybe uh, uh, some areas where you feel like you're really good and maybe some areas where you want to get better? Um, so cheerleading requires a lot of technique. For example, um, staying tight during the whole, um, during the whole routine. Um, the, the judges are like really tough on like our different technique. Um, for me personally, a place where I need to like improve is probably staying tight together because like during my tumbling, I really go loose and have my legs like really apart or and we get points taken off for like all of that and also for like flyers when you're when they're up in the air um you need to be really tight or else we get points deducted and basically yeah and also like um facial expressions that's something we need to be really good at because if you look like you don't want to be there, that doesn't, that shows to the coach, to the coaches and the judges, and that's not a good appearance for the entire team. Yeah. That's so crazy to me that you have to kind of be smiling and acting like you're enjoying this, like really arduous, tough task that you're in the middle of. Yeah. Um, so you, you, you almost, you're focused, but you're, you almost have to be focused on not only do I have to do this really difficult thing, I also have to look like I'm having the best time ever while I'm doing it. Um, that, that always blows me away about kind of any kind of competition um, when that yeah. is involved. Um, so when you say like staying tight, it sounded like to me that you, you're, you need to keep your body almost in a line or almost like kind of pinched in together a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So you're talking when maybe you're doing your tumbling, your feet start to get wide. So there becomes a space. Yes. So you don't want that. You want to be kind of your feet right next to each other the whole time. Yes. And um, basically in anything you do during cheerleading, like when you're doing like your motions, you have to be really tight and hit it is what we call it. 
and like jumps, we need to be really tight with everything because you don't want to be loose because that just looks not clean. Got it. Yeah, so so it's a big time aesthetics, whatever whatever looks good. And these judges are, are looking specifically for these these things that stand out to them. Because when I watch, yeah. you know, like I said, I don't have a ton of cheer. I've watched cheerleading, obviously. But when I watched the show, I was like, you know, they're they're critiquing all the time. They're critiquing everyone like you need to do this. You need to do that. Um, it sounds like some of these these people that are judging really have a great eye for seeing what what's really good and, and what's not so good. Yeah. So we really need to be like on point because they see even the littlest things. Sure. So how do you uh, how do you get the most out of a training session? Let's say you have practice. You got to go in for practice from you know for an hour and a half what do you think makes you have a really good practice as opposed to days where you might not have such a good practice? Um, basically what I said is my pet peeve repetition. So we can have um, like get things over with and move on to the next thing. And as I said, repetition leads to like good results. So for example, if we're practicing like a stunt, which is when we go into the air and we do that over and over the whole practice, we'll end up having a really solid stunt and that just leaves us with a good feeling going out of practice. So what, what might disrupt that or, or make you have not such a good practice? Um, not putting in all our effort. And sometimes we like just get really tired and start talking and that really cuts out of our time. And yeah, because sometimes when we're up there, we're not putting in 110%, which is what our coaches always told us, always put in 110%. And sometimes we wouldn't do that, which is just like what kind of stopped us. But when we did, we really got somewhere. So it sounds like if you, you know, in sports and anything you do and any, any, not even sports, any activity uh, that you pursue you know, having a high level of effort, a high level of, of um, training is super important. It sounds like when you're maybe a little tired some days or you're not feeling as good or, or not as you're just a little worn out, maybe you don't want to be at practice. Those are the days that hold you back because your effort yes. needs to be. Yeah. Do you get those feelings sometimes going into practice? Do you ever have a day where you're kind of like, like, not looking, not necessarily looking forward to practice and maybe just thinking about, man, I just want to get through this. And so it'll be over and, and I can go do whatever. Yeah. that sometimes happen, but happens, but so our coaches always tell us, leave your um, problems at the door because our problems can really interfere with what we're doing. Or if we're thinking about something else, that's just going to stop us from putting in all our effort. So, but yes, yeah, sometimes if I'm having like a tough day with school, I'll like not want to go into practice, but I know it's best for me and for the team if I do go into practice and put in all of, all of my effort because we really depend on each other. So do you think from that mental side, you, you, you are pretty successful if you know your maybe energy is not at the place it should be or, or you're distracted by something else that you're pretty good at doing what coach says and leaving, it at, leaving the problems or, or the fatigue at the door? Yes, because they always tell us like if we need someone to talk to, they're always there for us, but just not during practice because that's when 
we're doing the sport, not like keeping our mind on other things. But yeah, I've gotten pretty good at focusing on the coach at all times during practice. That's great. That's awesome um, to hear. So, um, it, you know, you've kind of mentioned the coaches a lot and, and them giving you advice. And it sounds like you, you're kind of bought into what your coaches say and, and you, you're a good listener and train really well. What do you think your coaches do to get the most out of you? They help. Like last year, I was having a lot of trouble with one of my tumbling passes and they would really be there for me uh, physically to help me get over that. We call that a mental block, not being like, uh, for example, I couldn't go back by myself and they would really help me like with anything I needed during that when I was like trying to throw that pass and they're just really understanding. So they'll even jump into stunts if we really needed the help to like show us and lead us through the way. Nice. So you feel like your coaches are willing to do anything it takes to help you improve. Yes, for sure. Awesome. That's awesome. That's, you know, that's, that's not always very common uh, with coaches. Uh, I think that's what a lot of people look for is for their coach to really be um, willing to help in any way that they can. Um, what kinds of things have coaches maybe done, maybe not even at Wheeling, but other places that maybe aren't, bad but have haven't really worked for you um I'm not really sure maybe like I'm thinking but I can't think of anything usually when our coaches tell us things it's really for like the best in our convenience but no I can't really think of anything well that's good I mean it's it's good to kind of that you're you're kind of locked in the what your coach at the time is saying and, and you believe it 110% you're going to do what they say. Um, most of the time, even if the coach isn't great, if, if a kid is just committed and confident in what they're saying, they're going to be successful. So yeah, it's not a bad, it's a good attitude to have. So definitely. Yeah. So kind of jumping more into the mental picture, how do you define success in cheerleading? Um, knowing what you're doing, focusing on only that, on what you're doing at the moment. Don't look ahead. Just kind of focus on what you're doing at that exact moment is what helps me get through the things we're doing and like perfect them. Just focus on what's happening now, not what's happening later. All right. So what would be like a successful competition for you? Um, like, like just feeling like, Hey, I did, I, I was focused. I was in the moment and I did everything correctly. Or is there kind of something different or is it just kind of being focused on you and making sure that you're doing your part. So the rest of the team can do their part. Um, well, it's really a sport where we have to depend on each other, but like after a competition, what makes me feel successful is knowing I did everything I could to make the routine look as best as possible. And if I can, during the routine, cheering the rest of my team on so they can do their best they can. Awesome. Has that ever not happened? Have you ever had a bad performance or a performance where you felt like, hey, I did the best I could today, but I know I could have done better? 
Yeah, I remember at one competition, it was a few competitions, but like one competition, it was at Buffalo Grove. Um, we were doing our jumps and um, I did my jumps, but I didn't really go that high and that could like have points deducted from the routine. And I felt really bad afterwards. And also in a different competition, I didn't throw like my second back handspring and that made me feel really bad about myself. Like not about myself, but about, um, about my performance during the competition because I knew I could have, but my mind stopped me. Yeah. So how, how do you then bounce back from something like that? Like, do you have to do another perform? Do you, per, do you guys have competitions like a lot or do you have some time to re like mentally recover? Like, what do you do to we kind of get your confidence back or get ready to go for the next competition? Well, we don't have many competitions throughout the year, but what we do have is performances during the basketball games. And that's like a practice run for us for a competition, because most of the time we would have um, performances before competitions, like days before. And that just like gives us a lot of time to practice and practice and practice um, to perfect and fix what we did uh, wrong in our last competition and do better in our next competition. So yeah, we don't have many competitions, but like the performances really help us during uh, the basketball games. Nice. So you, so you feel like even if you make a mistake or, or don't have your best competition that you have enough time to kind of mentally and physically recover and, and get more practice in and get ready to go. Yes. We have like a lot of practice, not just that like a performances, but um, we do at practice full outs, which is basically a whole run through of our routine. And those are very tiring. So we don't do many of them, but like right before a competition, we do like maybe two or three of them per um, practice. And those really benefit us. Okay. Awesome. So do you have any like goals for yourself uh, as a cheerleader or does the coach talk about any team goals that you guys, things you want to accomplish throughout your season? Yeah, if I recall correctly, last year before our competitions, um, we did like a team bonding activity where we wrote down our goals like on a note card. Um, I don't remember what mine was last year. Oh, I think it was like getting my one tumbling pass, um, which was my round off back handspring back because I used to have it, but then I stopped tumbling for a few years. But I accomplished that goal during the school year uh, with my coach's help and also team members help because I was having like a tough time getting that goal and they would help me like encouraging me. And this year, um, my goal is to add another skill onto my tumbling pass. And I can't really have a stunting goal because we're not stunting because of COVID. Um, but I really hope to accomplish this goal and I'm taking, I'm starting tumbling classes next week in addition to starting real practices at Wheeling to be able to succeed that goal. Awesome. So it sounds like goals in cheerleading are kind of like skill based, like each girl or, or team member uh, kind of says, well, I need to be able to do these three things that I can't do right now. And if I add these one or two or three things to my arsenal, it was, it's going to benefit the team, the entire team way more. Is that kind of how everyone sets their goals or do different people have different styles of goals for, for cheerleading? 
majority of the majority of the time it works like that like I want to get this skill this skill and this skill but sometimes it can be like I want to perfect this skill I want to make it cleaner I want to be tighter I want to make it look better okay all right yeah I think that that makes sense as far as like if we all get a little bit better at all these things the team's gonna get better scores therefore we'll place higher in in competitions and yeah all right. That's, that's pretty cool. That's interesting. Uh, cause wrestling goals are usually different. They're really outcome based. Mm-hmm. At least I think they should be, but it's, it's things like individual accomplishments, you know, winning state titles, state qualifiers, mm-hmm. conference titles, things like that. So it's like, I will win these things. Um, it's interesting mm-hmm. to hear like goals, just kind of being like, I will develop these skills in order to, and, and then the team goals probably to to win something or, or to place at a certain level. Um, whereas wrestling, it's kind of like, I will mm-hmm. win this much so that the team will win this much. Uh, it's kinda yeah. Cool. Um, so what do you, let's, 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 I'm, I'm going to paint a picture here for you, Ashley. Let's, let's okay. say you're, you're at, uh, um, do you guys have like regional sectional state? Yes. The state series. So let's say, you're at the, the regional tournament. You guys, you guys are two minutes away from stepping out on the mat and, and running your routine. What's going through your head? Am I going to throw this? How tight am I going to be? Um, what if I can't do this? Smile. It's just a lot of thoughts going through my head. But we're really there for each other as a team right before we get on the mat. Um, like we do different chants and like cheers right before we go on because there's all these other teams next to us and they're doing their thing and we're doing our thing. And it's kind of like a little competition, but there's always the other teams cheering us on too, which kind of makes us feel better, um, as we're going onto the mat. But there's a lot of like, not just positive, but negative thoughts going through my head. Like, what if I can't throw this? What if I can't do that? But that if we have those negative thoughts, we can have negative outcomes. So I try to keep my head with positive things like cheering myself on. You can do this. You can do this. And as a team, we cheer each other on. And that like really makes us feel better. So going on from that. it sounds like there is some sort of routine before you get on as a competitor. And that really helps to kind of calm you down um, being with the team going through your, your small cheers before your actual performance happens, um, where that kind of, from what I'm hearing from you is that helps eliminate those negative thoughts. A lot of times, Yes. once we start doing this, which is a very common thing for a lot of performers in anything is Mm -hmm. having a specific routine before you compete that helps you eliminate those negative thoughts. Um, have you ever talked with your coaches about, what kind of positive thoughts or what kind of little things you could tell yourself um, to keep those negative thoughts out? Well, yeah, before, like I said, in our comp, before we get on the mat, we form a circle, the whole team and the coaches too. We're in a circle and we put our right leg in and our coaches like tell us like we can do it and like really positive things like think you can do it don't think otherwise and they're really helpful in that aspect too like helping us eliminate those negative thoughts they just really like bring us up in that way 
So did you ever like, um, do you ever think about like skill-based things like to help you like, like you were saying, like stay tight, da, da, da. like do you ever kind of like focus on those things before you get out there to, to keep the negative thoughts out? Um, or is it more relying on the teammates, hearing from them that they believe in you that, that helps you out? Um, both of them. Like when we're in that circle, we always say, remember to stay tight, keep your legs together. And I really, like, I, as I said earlier, I have that tendency to have my legs really wide. Like when we're in that circle, my teammates are always like, remember to keep your legs tight and like things like that. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, when I was in high school, I went to like a, like a sports psychologist and uh, he talked about a lot of different things. But one thing I, I had a lot of trouble in high school is I was really scared of losing really didn't want to lose and I would get really nervous and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, so he had this thing where he would kind of like, he was like, well, you should come up with some sort of trigger word or, or phrase to help you calm down. And for me, that meant like something comedic, something funny that would make me laugh. So that way I wouldn't, I would be able to laugh and, and it would ease my tension and I would be able to relax. So I would recite mm-hmm. different movie lines from that time uh, from funny movies that just made me think about those scenes and I would laugh. Then as I got into college, I, I didn't really have this fear of losing anymore, but now I got, my fear was more of getting tired because you get really tired in wrestling and stuff. And I, yeah. I, 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 I was always in good shape, but I would cut too much weight and that would really affect my ability to kind of wrestle. Anyway, mm-hmm. my coach would just started saying to me, like, keep your feet moving, keep your hands moving, just keep your feet moving, keep your hands moving. Don't worry about anything else. And then I would start saying that I would just, before my matches, keep your feet moving, keep your hands moving. And it really built up this kind of like, I don't think about negative things anymore because I'm just thinking about doing all these good things or I'm thinking, I'm yeah. something. Do you have things like that? Kind of not in the part of like thinking of something like good, because I feel like personally, I feel like, um, knowing myself, I would maybe focus more on that than what I'm actually doing. And I would throw myself off. But the other thing, yeah, definitely, like, um, as I'm performing, um, I'll be, like, thinking through my head, um, pull this, stay tight, smile, like, all those things that make um, me a solid performer. I always think, like, repeat those things in my head while I'm performing to make sure I'm doing it. Yeah, that's super important. I think that can be super, super helpful. Um, just thinking about those things and making sure that you're, you have those positive thoughts all the time and, and it helps a lot. So yeah, it really does. So what do you think are moving, moving right along? What, what are some of the strengths that you have as, as a cheerleader? And what are some of the areas you think that you can improve in? Um. Well, I feel like I can improve in everything um, because I'm still learning all the aspects of cheerleading, but I feel like I'm good at um, commitment. Like if I say I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do everything it takes to succeed in that way. But things I could fix are maybe putting myself down. Like I remember one practice, I got really stressed out with myself and I was really overwhelmed. And that was just cause I was like, just putting negative thoughts in my head that I couldn't do it. But then like 
my teammates helped me by like talking to me so I could get get over my fear of not doing it and actually going for it. But I feel like I could really grow in every aspect of cheerleading because there's so much more I have left to learn. It's a great as an athlete. It's a great perspective um, because a lot of kids and I, I, are, don't always think that way. Even if they're great at something, the problem is if they're great at it, they think, well, I'm, I'm the best player on the team, mm-hmm. my high school. And so I'm, I'm really good and I don't have to keep learning more. Um, it's kind of exciting for me when I hear kids that are like, I, I got to get better um, because it gives you an opportunity as a coach to continuously help a kid grow and get better and get better and get better, which is what you need to do. If you want to be really, really freaking good and you want to be elite um, and go on and, and, and compete at the next level. And then the skills you learn in life from that are just that you're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be the best. Um, yeah. And even if you do get to be the best, you know, there's only a certain amount of time that you are the best, right? Like it might be just for that moment. Um, you, you're not necessarily, you're kind of, there's a bunch of people that are in that range and, and it could change from moment to moment. Um, so that's just a great outlook to have. What I, I want to get a little bit deeper with this uh, and, and talk about what, what do you think your strengths and weaknesses are in, in life overall? Um, let's see, strengths, like in life in general, like as a person. Yeah, like whatever that question means to you, outside of cheerleading, what are your strengths in, in areas where you think you could do better? Um, well, let's see, my strengths, I feel like um, like growing as a person, learning from others, understanding others, like respecting other people's opinions, even if they don't like um, agree with mine. Uh, I'm a very good like public speaker um and then like my negatives are sometimes I can be like too emotional or I can I overthink things a lot I overthink things a lot which really doesn't benefit me in anything that I do whether it's uh cheerleading schoolwork um at home um and yeah so that's like a really big negative of mine overthinking and that just really isn't good in anything that I do. Yeah, that can be that can be crippling. I I I, uh, I have that sometimes um, too. The overthinking um, and it, it feels like it's like new for me. You know, I'm a, I'm a little bit. You know, I'm older now, um, <laughs> and uh, it's definitely something where it's like, why why is this? Why can I not get off this certain subject? Why is it just driving me crazy? Yeah. I've definitely experienced uh, the overthinking part, but it's uh, it's something uh, that you can work on um, and changing your focus and stuff. But it's good to be introspective and think about those things. Uh, you had a, a great answer. Um, what are some of the adversities that you've had to had to overcome in life, or in in both life and cheerleading? Um, let's see. In cheerleading, maybe, like, probably, like, my mental blocks. I have a lot of mental blocks, like, um, 
during pretty much anything we do during cheerleading. And that's uh, something I got over in life. Let's see. Um, I used to always, I guess, compare myself to people and like, oh, they're better than me in this. Like, they're so much better than me. Um, and also that in cheerleading, like when I watch uh, like all-star cheerleaders or just other school cheerleaders, like, oh, they're a lot better than me, this and this, oh, this person's smarter than me. But now I don't think of them in that way. I want to think of them like when I watch, like, for example, maybe a cheerleading video and I see someone doing something amazing, like in the Netflix series Cheer, I don't think they're so much better, better than me. I think I want to grow to be like them. That's, that is an awesome um, uh, perspective to have um, because that's something that uh, as a coach, I'm realizing really bothers me. Like, like when I um, compare myself to other people as a competitor, as a young person, um, I didn't feel like that was as big of a problem for me because um, I was doing all the things that I could do in order to make myself the best wrestler I could or the mm -hmm. best I could. And I felt like I had all of the control in the situation because it was all on me. And as I got older, you be, start becoming a coach and a teacher and, and you're trying to kind of help show other people how to get good grades or, or get, you become really good athletes. You lose a lot of that control. Um, as far as their work ethic, as far as what they're doing. And I started comparing myself to more coaches where I'm like, you know, how is this guy doing? So, you know, getting yeah. be really good getting this. And I would be feel it was like eating me alive. Like I'm a bad coach because I'm not doing my team's not having the success that these other guys are having. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that's something I've had to deal with as an adult. Whereas you saying that as a, as a 15 year old or a 16 year old is, is, I think it's really profound to me because it's something that, you know, maybe we're just different and maybe it's just something that didn't bother me when I was young and, you know, mm -hmm. whatever. but uh, I think that's a great perspective to have to understand. Like I can't compare myself to other people. I have to be excited about what I can do and continue to have yeah. that mindset. And throughout this conversation, Ashley, you have over and over again, kind of shown a really strong growth mindset. I think that's really impressive for, for Thank you. you to have. Um, it's really cool. Um, so do you, have you had any adversities outside? Well, I guess you said the outside of cheerleading that, that maybe have been difficult for you to overcome and, and deal with. Um, I'm thinking about like school. Well, not really, but sometimes I have like, last year I really struggled a lot with my math and like, I just wouldn't understand it and I wouldn't do anything to fix that. Like I would do all my work, but I just wouldn't comprehend what we were doing. Um, and that happened to me, like, not just with that class, but like school in general, sometimes I just don't understand what we're doing. And I just really have to, in, in order to overcome that adversity, I just really need to like do whatever I need, like ask a question, have a meeting with a teacher. And that really helps me like having a one-on-one -on -one time with a teacher really helps me like comprehend what we're doing. And I really can't think of anything else, but yeah, that's a big one. 
Yeah, that's all right. I mean, school can be challenging and school can be truly challenging when you have expectations for yourself and, and want to be successful. Um, you know, it can be challenging even if you don't have that, but it's challenging when it's like, man, I, I, I expect to get A's and B's or I expect to get these types of grades. And um, even if it's not your passion, right? Like not everyone's yeah. excited about math. Not everyone's excited about history. Um, but there's an expectation that you need to learn those things because there's so many benefits, right. To yeah. being educated, to having knowledge. Um, you know, it's not like cheerleading where you get to go do the thing that you really want to do, you know, like, you know, Oh, I got chemistry. Yeah. Oh, geez. I gotta, I gotta, get, I gotta figure out how to get through this. So class, school can be a, a, a big adversity for people because it's not the thing most people want to do. Even yeah. And it's like, if I'm not interested in something, I feel like I'm not paying as much attention um, as if I would in a class I am interested in. Yeah, for sure. And, and there's a lot of, class, you know, it's such a broad amount of stuff that we go over in school, like that some kids really like academic courses and or, or specific set of academic courses, whereas some kids really like PE or they like you know, yeah. technical stuff, you know, but to be a good student, you have to have a certain level of competency in all of them. If yeah. You go on to college or do whatever and be, you know, it, it's an interesting uh, part of our, part of our world that, that is kind of, it's kind of weird um, that, that we have this thing that everyone has to kind of do and get through. Yeah. And it's Even if you don't like it. Yeah, I, the, no one, I don't think anyone could truthfully say I love every second of being in school all the time. It was the best, you know, just I loved math and I loved English. I, you know, I don't think anyone is yeah. really like that. Um, so moving right along, um, I, I'm not sure how you define this in cheerleading, but I'd be interested to still hear your answer. Um, so you, when you have a competition, it's kind of like not just you against one other school or team. It's like a huge group of teams, right? Yeah, there's various teams. So um, what do, do you guys go into each competition with a goal of being, you know, we want to be top five here or we should win this one or, or is, is there, is that discussed or is it just an opportunity to go out and get judged and, um, see where you guys end up landing is it ever is it discussed among teammates among coaches yeah well um both yeah both because um in regular competitions we're out of 10 and I think it was like in the MSL competition it's out of five and we always want to be at least in the top 10 and if not in the top 10 at least in the top 15. And we succeeded that last year. I don't think we got farther than 15 because there was like 30 teams in our, um, in our division. So we just want to do get at least like top 15 or top 11 um, and do better than our last competition. Nice. That's something we always talk about. Okay. Uh, cool. So that, yeah, that was kind of, kind of just something I don't, again, kind of me not knowing much about cheerleading. Um, if you do have a bad performance, the team has a bad performance and you don't land in that zone that you want to be in. Um, 
what do you take away from that? What, what do you think that you can, um, what's important about that? Um, well, we really have to see what we did wrong in that competition. And so in the, that actually helps us because in the future, we know not to do that again. And we know in what area to fix ourselves in. We learn from our mistakes. Awesome. So do you guys film the performance and stuff and get to watch it back? Or do you just kind of have to go from what the judges said? No, well, both actually. Um, our coaches don't record because they're like cheering us on and watching us. But usually the parents perform. Uh, I mean, perform, sorry, record. And we all, sometimes we'd go in and watch them as a team and see what we did wrong and what we did right and just kind of see from there. And also we go off like um, this, our scores in each area because we get like different scores for each area and um, those add up to our final score. And we see like, for example, I think one time we didn't score very good on maybe our facial expressions. So then we talked about how to improve our facial expressions throughout the whole routine. Got it, okay. So yeah, that makes sense. So you're getting some sort of feedback where you can, yes. you can adjust and improve. Um, I want to move into some questions I kind of call big, big picture questions. Mm -hmm. um, so the first one is like, what, what is different about being a Wheeling high school uh, student athlete compared to kids, maybe from some other schools? Um, from other schools. Yeah. What's different about being at Wheeling, do you think? What, what, what makes Wheeling different or special or, or you know? Um, I guess like the people, like I came from a different feeder school, not um, one of the Wheeling feeder schools. I went to a BG feeder school and the people are really different and I like change so I can adapt to anything. Um, but I'm not sure. Uh, like for example, like Wheeling, being a wheeling athlete, I could see how our team is very different from a different team and like the aspect of like levels and skills. And yeah, but like the students are really different and like it's a smaller school than other schools. So we're kind of, I guess we know everyone, not everyone, but like I know a lot of people and I know like at other schools, you tell them about someone and they don't know who they are just because there's a lot more people. It's a uh, bigger student population than it is at Wheeling. Got it. Got it. So um, what's your vision for yourself after high school? Um, hopefully I get into a good college um, and then I hopefully plan out to go into um, the cheerleading team in college, which is kind of harder, but I just got to go for it. Um, yeah, I plan to stay maybe in state for college. And that's what I plan to do for multiple years. Cause I want to, the careers I'm going into, I think they have more uh, years than just four years. So okay. yeah. So what career path are you interested in? Um, either law or business. Okay. Do you have any idea what you would do as a lawyer or as a, uh, someone working in business or are you just kind of 
you're still a sophomore. You might not be super specialized in what you want to do yet. Well, actually, even though I'm a sophomore, I feel like I'm already looking into that. Um, in law, hopefully, maybe immigration law. And for business, like um, international business and marketing. Oh, my college I feel like roommate those did that. Sorry? My college roommate, uh, he did international business. That's what his degree was in. Um, One of my cousins is doing that, which is kind of what inspired me to do that also. Yeah. What, what inspires you about international business? What sounds, what sounds cool about that? I feel like I like business and I really like traveling and those just really like have both of them in them. And yeah, those are really, I want to go more into like in depth, but I still don't want to think about that yet. Maybe I'll start looking more into like each skill it takes during my junior year but it just really like grabs my attention both that and like law yeah um he had to go overseas like as part of excuse me as part of the uh uh part of the program so he went to like africa a couple times over the summers that's really cool i think he did it twice so yeah it was really cool he had um really cool experience and story, different stories and stuff. So it's definitely something uh, that'd be fun and different and exciting um, to check out. Um, I think I got one or two more here for you, Ashley. What advice do you have people that are younger than you, but might be dealing with some of the uh, same challenges or are interested in um, improving as a cheerleader? Um, if you're like not sure on how to do like, anything like something and whatever it is you have to ask someone be clear in what you're doing so you can do it the best you can um just really be confident in yourself that's really all it takes and to be able to like overcome any challenge and whatever it is and just really seek help like talk to someone if you like really need to get things off your um off your chest and the team will always be there like cheering you on. Awesome. That's great. Um, so I, I'm going to go into uh, try to do a, a couple rapid fire ones here. We'll see what happens, but uh, I want you to fill in the blank for this next one. Cheerleading is like blank. Uh, cheerleading is like uh um, I don't, cheerleading is like nothing else. It's like nothing else. Yes. Well, give me more than that. Give me a little bit more. Um, in what way is it like nothing else? Uh, I don't know, like any other place where you can do dance, stunting, cheering and tumbling combined. Cheerleading is like, um, a really intense moment. <laughs> so it just kind of has all the things that you really enjoy all mixed into one. Yeah, which is why I feel like it's perfect for me. Yeah, definitely. I, it, it's kind of funny. We all, I, I try to ask that question to every, every kid. Um, and they all have this answer similar to yours in some way. They kind of say like, it's just, it's, it's the best thing in the world. It's the only thing like yeah. that. And it often comes back to like, why is there nothing like it? 
Well, because for whatever reason, it's the things that I like kind of mixed together or, or I just, yeah. the only thing I've ever found that, that I just love doing and, and yeah, it's what fits my personality. Yeah, for sure. I like that. Um, you know, fits the personality of the person for sure. Um, how important is it to be accountable to your, your teammates and your coaches? Uh, completely, completely. Because if someone does something wrong or like you do something wrong, you need to be accountable, not just for yourself, but for your team. So you can fix that as a team. So had, have you ever seen any like accountability issues on the cheerleading team? Have you ever kind of been noticed it or been frustrated by somebody's maybe not pulling their weight or coach isn't holding so-and-so accountable or, or anything like that? Not really because our coaches like always told us um, like accountability was always a word used during our practice. Um, they're like, hold yourself accountable and your team it's accountable. So that wasn't really a problem. That's great. So you always felt like everyone was pulling their, pulling their fair share and everyone was putting their all into to every practice and every workout. And if they weren't, people were like, somebody them. told them whether it was like a teammate or the coach, somebody told them. That's fantastic. That's, that sounds like a, a, a good culture um, that you guys have in the, in the, on the cheerleading team that everybody has, has that. Yeah. Everybody wants to be really good. Yeah, so, because if oh sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, because if like we're in like a stunt and in a stunt everyone needs to be putting um 110%. Um like for example, I'm a flyer. If I'm not like as tight as I can and everyone else under me is doing everything they can, I'm just gonna fall, even though they're putting in all their effort. And if I'm not, that's just gonna turn out bad. So they have to tell me, like, hey, make sure you're squeezing to make it lighter for us or it's just not gonna help them awesome um i have two more questions for you okay and the first one i i think i've asked a bunch of kids this but i think it's important to ask you it because um just from talking with you just for the last hour um you seem to like ooze confidence or positivity. Like, I just feel like you are, um, have a strong belief in yourself, have a strong yeah. belief in your team, the people around you, you feel like are, Hey, we're all doing the right things together. Um, you understand the process. you you have a, a strong growth mindset. You you speak to a strong growth mindset. Where does your confidence come from? Where does that attitude, where did you develop that? Just growing up because I've like, I feel like I taught myself that and people always say, be confident in yourself, be confident in yourself. But I feel personally, if I'm not confident in myself, I can't accomplish anything. Like, I think my fifth grade teacher said, like, confidence is key to whatever you do. And that really stuck by me. And I just know, like, to be my best self, I need to be confident in whatever I'm doing. Well, it's a great, I don't know if it's a skill, but it's a great attribute to have um, and maybe it is a skill because it's something that is a struggle for a ton of people to develop. Yeah. I, know, I know it, it, it continues to be a struggle for me 
Um, it was as a, as a young kid, it was as, as a high school wrestler, as a college wrestler, as a coach and, and everything else in life. Um, I think I'm way more confident now, but to meet a young person who at 16 years old kind of has this, seems to have this confidence in, in those around you and, and what you're doing, it's, it's impressive um, and really cool. Thank you. Um, so the last question I have, the name of the podcast is what does it take? So I want to ask you, Ashley, what does it take to be a Wheeling high school cheerleader? Um, I'm going to use this word again, confidence, confidence and, um, growth. You just really need to keep on being confident in yourself and whatever skill you're doing. And that's just for like anything in life and just keep what I come into in my mind every day of practice is you're going to grow as an athlete. That's just a big goal you need to have um, growing as an athlete, like every day. Well, that's an awesome answer. I love that thought, you know, be confident, continue to build, continue to improve yourself and, and grow. Um, I think there's no better way to, to leave this off. Ashley, it's been a pleasure meeting you. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. All right. Take care. You too.